welcome back to One Last Thought, bedtime stories for grown-ups. I don't say this often enough, by the way, but if you have a passage of a favourite book that you think others would love to listen to, then do email it to me. The email address is businessatbedtime at gmail.com. It's what the podcast used to be called. Now, back to today's. And this is a reading from a book by Jonah Berger called Contagious. How to Build Word of Mouth in the Digital Age. And this is called Social Currency. Among the brownstones and vintage shops on St Mark's Place near Tompkins Square Park in New York City, you'll notice a small eatery. It's marked by a large red hot dog shaped sign with words eat me written in what looks like mustard. Walk down a small flight of stairs and you're in a genuine old hole-in-the-wall hot dog restaurant. The long tables are set with all your favourite condiments. You can play any number of arcade-style video games and, of course, order off a menu to die for. 17 varieties of hot dog are offered, every type of frankfurter you could imagine. The Good Morning is a bacon-wrapped hot dog smothered with melted cheese and topped with a fried egg. The Tsunami has a teriyaki pineapple and green onions. And purists can order the New Yorker, a classic grilled all-beef frankfurter. But look beyond the gingham tablecloths and hipsters enjoying their dogs. Notice that vintage wooden phone booth tucked into the corner? The one that looks something Clark Kent might have dashed into to change into Superman? Go on, peek inside. You'll notice an old-school rotary dial phone hanging on the inside of the booth the type that has a finger wheel with little holes for you to dial each number. Just for kicks, place your finger in the hole under the number 2, or ABC. Dial clockwise until you reach the finger stop. Release the wheel and hold the receiver to your ear. To your astonishment, someone answers, Do you have a reservation? A voice asks, A reservation? Uh, Yes, a reservation. Of course you don't have one. What would you need a reservation for? A phone booth in the corner of a hot dog restaurant? But today is your lucky day, apparently. They can take you. Suddenly, the back of the booth swings open. It's a secret door, and you're let into a clandestine bar called, of all things, Please Don't Tell. In 1999, Brian Shabero and his childhood friend, Chris Antista, decided to get into the hot dog business. The pair had grown up in New Jersey eating at famous places like Rutz Hart and Johnny and Hangs and wanted to bring that same hot dog experience to New York City. After two years of R&D riding their motorcycles up and down the East Coast tasting the best hot dogs, Brian and Chris were ready. On the 6th of October 2001 they opened Criff Dogs in, in the East Village. The name coming from the sound that poured out of Brian's mouth one day when he tried to say Chris's name while munching on a hot dog. Criff Dogs was a big hit and won the Best Hot Dog Award from a variety of publications, but as the years passed, Brian was looking for a new challenge. He wanted to open a bar. Criff Dogs had always had a liquor licence, but had never taken full advantage of it. He and Chris had experimented with a frozen margarita machine and kept a bottle of Jägermeister in the freezer every once in a while. But to do it right, they really needed more space. Next door was a struggling bubble tea lounge. Brian's lawyer said that if they could get the space, the liquor licence would transfer. After three years of consistent prodding, the neighbour finally gave in. 
But now came the tough part. New York City is flush with bars. In a, floor, in a four block radius around Criff Dogs, there are more than 60 places to grab a drink. A handful are even on the same block. Originally, Brian had a grungy rock and roll bar in mind, but that wouldn't cut it. The concept needed something more remarkable, something that would get people talking and draw them in. One day, Brian ran into a friend who had an antiques business. A big outdoor flea market, selling everything from art deco dressers to glass eyes and stuffed cheetahs. The guy said he had found a neat old 1930s phone booth that he thought would work well in Brian's bar. Brian had an idea. When Brian was a kid, his uncle worked as a carpenter. In addition to helping to build homes and the usual things that carpenters do, the uncle built a room in the basement that had secret doors. The doors weren't even that concealed, just wood that meshed into other wood. But if you pushed in the right place, you could get access to a hidden storage space. No secret lair or loot concealed inside, but cool nonetheless. Brian decided to turn the phone booth into the door to a secret bar. Everything about Please Don't Tell suggests that you've been let into a very special secret. You won't find a sign posted on the street. You won't find it advertised on billboards or in magazines. And the only entrance is through a semi-hidden phone booth inside a hot dog diner. Of course, this makes no sense. Don't marketers preach that blatant advertising and easy access are the cornerstone of a successful business? Please Don't Tell has never advertised. Yet since opening in 2007, it has been one of the most sought-after drink reservations in New York City. It takes bookings only the day of, and the reservation line opens at 3pm. Sharp. Spots are first come, first served. Callers madly hit redial again and again in the hopes of cutting through the busy signals. By 3.30, all spots are booked. Please don't tell, doesn't push market. It doesn't try to hustle you into the door or sell you with a flashy website. It's a classic discovery brand. Jim Meehan, the wizard behind Please Don't Tell's cocktail menu, designed the customer experience with that goal in mind. The most powerful marketing is personal recommendation, he said. Nothing is more vital or infectious than one of your friends going to a place and giving it its full recommendation. And what could be more remarkable than watching two people disappear into the back of a phone booth? In case it's not already clear, here's a little secret about secrets. They tend not to stay secrets very long. Think about the last time someone shared a secret with you. Remember how earnestly she begged you not to tell a soul? And remember what you did next? Well, if you're like most people, you probably went and sold someone else. Don't be embarrassed, your secret is safe with me. As it turns out, if something is supposed to be secret, people might well be more likely to talk about it. The reason? Social currency. People share things that make them look good to others. Thanks for listening. Good night.